Welcome to the Legal Toolkit, where you'll get the latest trends and legal business initiatives that help you manage your law firm every day. Hear from the experts setting the standards for legal, insurance, compliance, and tools of the profession. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Here's the host of the Legal Toolkit, Jared Correa. Welcome to a late summer edition of the Legal Toolkit here on Legal Talk Network. Thanks for listening in today. Once again, I'm Jared Correa, law practice advisor with Massachusetts LOMAP, and we're set to blow the part of your mind that contemplates law practice. LOMAP provides free and confidential law practice management consulting services to Massachusetts attorneys. For more information on LOMAP's offerings, visit our website at masslomap.org or like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash masslomap. I'd like to take some time here before we start to thank one of our sponsors, Clio, for web-based practice management. Find out more at goclio.com. On the Legal Toolkit, we provide you each month with a new tool to add to your own Legal Toolkit so your practices will become more and more like best practices. Today on the Legal Toolkit, we'll take a look at the power of referrals. My guest today is Jamie B. Field. In 2002, Jamie opened Marketing Field, LLC a marketing and business development consultancy devoted solely to law firms and to helping them grow by finding ethical solutions to marketing and getting new clients. Jamie's been involved in the legal industry since the age of 12. She worked at her grandfather's law firm in New York City and her father's law firm in New Jersey during breaks from school. The experience convinced her to attend law school and to become an attorney. Welcome to the Legal Toolkit, Jamie. Thank you very much, Jared. Great. Uh, excellent to have you here, and we're going to jump right into the questions because I know this is a topic in which you have a great deal of expertise. So most people know that referrals are the lifeblood of most successful law firms, uh, but in order to gain referrals, attorneys, like anybody else, has to get their potential referral services to know, like, and trust them. Sounds easy, but Jamie, how do people actually go about doing that? Well, there's a lot of different ways to get people to know, like, and trust you. And I want to talk a little bit about each one of those. So let's talk about no, for example. You know, all of those rainmaking activities, all of these attorneys have heard of in the past. For example, actual going out and networking at events, social media, blogging, writing articles, doing presentations and seminars, and getting publicity for themselves. These are ways to get people to know them. And in order to get people to like you, you know, one of my favorite books out there and one of the best rainmaking books out there is Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. And it was mm-hmm. a book written in 1936, but its advice has held up for 75 years. He details six different ways to get people to like you. And these ways haven't changed. So his first way is become genuinely interested in other people. His second way is smile. You know, a smile can do anything to break ice. And one of the other things that I always tell my clients is the third way that uh, Dale Carnegie says is remember that a person's name is to that person the sweetest and most important sound in any language. I'm one of those people who has a very interesting spelling of their first name. My name, Jamie, is spelled J-A-I-M-I-E. Now, I've gotten to a point where I really don't get upset when people spell it incorrectly, but I find I get a little bit perturbed when people I know spell it incorrectly. Learn to say, spell, speak your clients' names exactly the way they like to hear it. 
the fourth way is to get people to like you is to mm. be a good listener. Always encourage others to talk about themselves. And then I always say, talk about other people in terms of their interests. You know, that's Dale Carnegie's fifth rule to get mm. uh, people to like you. And this is one of my favorite sayings. Nobody cares about you. They care about themselves. So in order to get people to like you, you have to care about them. The sixth way is to make the other person feel important and do it sincerely. Hmm. And then the third part of this is how do you get people to trust you? Well, everybody knows that trust is earned. And it's earned when you live up to the promises that you decide to make. So... If you've promised to do something, then make sure that you do it. It's also earned by ensuring that you're helping others with their needs. You know, trust is very simple to achieve, but it's not easy. And you have to do the things you say you will. So one of the most important ways to, give, uh, to gain trust is to actually give trust. We live in a world which is really distrusting. And it gets more distrusting every day, particularly because of what we see on television what we read in newspapers, what we see on the internet. So we also try to do everything ourselves. Begin trusting other people to help you, and they will begin to trust you as well. Hmm. Excellent points, Jamie. Uh, classic of the genre, Dale Carnegie's book. And uh, I'd like to apologize right now for spelling your name incorrectly, which I've probably done several times. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you'll never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, you talk sometimes about having an AI prepared. Um, what is that, and how does it help lawyers to get referrals? Your AI is your audio introduction. You know, some people call these taglines or elevator speeches. I like to call them audio introductions, and this is the way you answer the question when somebody asks you, what do you do for a living? Mm -hmm. But the first thing you really need to know is, what do you do for a living? And if you're saying, I'm an attorney, you've just created people's eyes to glaze over. The reason why is there's 1.3 million attorneys out there. And unless you know people who are attorneys or uh, you know um, you are an attorney yourself, very rarely do you ask, oh, what area do you practice in? So I always ask people to be um, a little bit specific. So, for example, if I tell you to think about a blue elephant wearing yellow rain boots, I guarantee your brain just flashed on a picture of a blue elephant wearing yellow rain boots. <laughs> you, need, <laughs> you need to be able to get people to think specifically about what you do. Hmm. So I always say... Um, that I always tell my clients that they're not allowed to use the word lawyer or attorney in the first sentence of their answer to the question, what do you do for a living? <laughs> you need to come up with a way to jog people's minds so they immediately know who you are and can refer you. For example, one of my clients uses, I get employers and employees to stop fighting. You always want to be able to create the next question, the follow-up question, which is, what does that mean? And now, obviously, she's an employment attorney. Another client of mine says, I am the out-of-house, in-house counsel for small businesses. But by far, my favorite AI is my father's. My father's been practicing law for 45 years. Hmm. And when somebody says to him, what do you do for a living? He always says, 
I render people asunder. Again, the next immediate question you're going to get is, what does that mean? And this gives you an opportunity to explain the type of law that you practice to someone and to have them know who your client, perfect client would be. So in my father's case, when people say, what does that mean? He always explains to them. You know that part in a wedding ceremony where the officiant says what God has joined together, let no man put asunder? Well, I render them asunder. I'm a divorce lawyer. So you have to use your personality. This is, you know, you don't need to be funny if that's not truly how you feel about it. You mm-hmm. just need to be memorable. Yeah, your dad's line is great. And uh, now that we're broadcasting it a- across the country, I think you may be hearing it more often in the future. Uh, you know what? I've <laughs> copyrighted it for him, so don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everybody out there, you've been warned. <laughs> nah, that's uh, a joke too. But, you know, if they really want to... <laughs> You know, I would rather them see them come up with something of their own and of their own personality. My father has a very dry personality and sense of humor. <laughs> All right, so let's talk a little bit about clients now. Um, does it help attorneys to establish an ideal client in their mind, like that elephant in uh, raincoat? Probably not exactly, but and uh, to keep that image in their mind when they're trying to get referrals? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, you have to have an ideal client or you're going to get referrals to people that you actually don't want to work with. And I always explain to my clients that the first thing they need to do is write a description of who their ideal client is. And by the way, someone who pays (laughs) is not the answer. It's part (laughs) of the answer, but it's not the answer. (laughs) So when you're specific And you use, for example, the blue elephant wearing the yellow rain boots, you had that instant picture in your mind. If you can paint a picture of who your ideal client is and be able to actually articulate that to people, whether it's being articulated on the internet in writing or in articles that you you write or in person when you're speaking with them, your clients will be able to instantly flash in their head those friends and family members, those people that they know um, who fit that description. You also need to make sure that it's broad enough that you're not excluding too many people. So I know that's a tough dichotomy, but I always, I always uh, tell this example of, uh, of my, my new thing right now is I'm actually in the market for a car. Hmm. And I have this specific car brand and make in my head. And now... Every time I drive, all I see is this car. Does this mean that this car is on the road more? Because <laughs> I, uh, No, it's because your brain starts to focus on specifics. You actually exclude items um, because your brain is now focusing on those particular items. So when you have this ideal client definition, you wind up being able to get people to think instantaneously about people who fit that description. Hmm. Excellent. So good luck in finding your ideal car. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now you hear folks say quite a bit, um, referrals beget referrals. Uh, is that true? And if so, how do lawyers use that concept to their advantage? Oh, uh, referrals beget referrals. A very biblical type phrase, don't you think? <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's from Deuteronomy, I think. <laughs> Well, look, you know, 
one of the one of the little known laws that most attorneys don't know about, and this is a law of business, is the law of reciprocity. The law of reciprocity basically says that people are inherently motivated to pay you back for the nice things you do for them. Okay, so it's not a real law, but, you know, if you want to call it the law of karma, it's kind of like that too. But people always really do feel obligated when you do nice things for them. They're going to try to find a way to pay you back. Mm -hmm. If you ever noticed, you know, if you give a gift out of the blue to somebody, actually, I take that back, if if somebody gives you a gift out of the blue, you almost feel obligated to try to find a way to give them a gift as well. This is where you have to become referable. And in order to become referable, you have to be able to help people with their needs. Now, most people think of referrals as being just business referrals. But you have to really start listening carefully to your clients, your prospects, your friends, your family, the people, your potential referral sources to Find out what they truly need in their life. And it may have nothing to do with business. It could have everything to do with they need a nice recommendation to a restaurant. You can provide that for them. So you have to try to provide them with information that helps them. And helping them will cause people to help you. And it does work this way. So I'll give you a for, uh, for example. I must refer my chiropractor at least three times a month. Because I'm constantly listening to people, and I'm, whenever I ask somebody, how are they feeling? If somebody says, oh, I hurt my back, you know, or my shoulder's bothering me, I, I always ask them if they want to see um, my witch doctor. And this leads to a conversation because we've dubbed my, my chiropractor a witch doctor. He uses a, a, a type of system called applied kinesiology. He rubs your left ear, earlobe, and your back stops hurting. Does this have anything to do with what I do for a living? No, but I always go out of my way to try to help them with a problem they have. Hmm. So it could be a referral for if, if a gentleman says to me, oh, my goodness, it's, it's, you know, one of my clients said to me the other day, oh, my goodness, I forgot it's our anniversary next week. I don't know what to get my wife. I gave him a list of five or six different things that I would like. By the way, three-carat diamond ring was included in that, but I think that was next. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold hold out hope, and I'm I'm going to stop you there for now, Jamie. Uh, we're going to take a break here and go into the second half of the program uh, shortly. Um, great stuff already. Uh, we're going to take a short respite here, as I said. When we're done with that, we'll come back with more with Jamie Field. For now, a word from our sponsors, Clio and Catuno Court Reporting. The business of law is changing. Don't let compliance and security concerns wear you down. Catuno Court Reporting and Stantel Transcription have the solutions with their legal toolkit. Need access to your case files anywhere? Our compliance solutions keep you connected anytime and from anywhere. Find out more at catuno.cc. That's C-A-T-U-O-G-N-O dot C-C. Or call 888-228-8646. Want to stay in touch with the Legal Talk Network and get our shows automatically? RSS provides home delivery. You don't have to remember where to click. The good stuff comes right to you automatically and free. Just go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and hit the RSS button at the top of the page. It says our podcast feeds. Now you'll be all set. 
Hi, my name is Kay Kenny from Legal Talk Network, and I'm joined by Jack Newton, president of Clio. Jack is going to introduce us to the world of cloud computing and how it can be beneficial to lawyers and law firms. Jack, we're hearing great things about cloud computing and its utility for law firms. Can you tell me why so many lawyers are excited about cloud computing? I think the most important thing about cloud computing from a lawyer's perspective is that it gives them the power and breadth of features that traditional desktop and server-based software uh, gives them without all of the IT overhead and inconvenience. So there's uh, all the benefits and none of the downsides of traditional desktop-based software, and they're able to focus on practicing law with a really solid cloud computing platform behind them. So I think that's where you're seeing a lot of the the excitement is they're now able to realize the the potential of IT without all of the headaches. We've been talking to Jack Newton, president of Clio. Thank you so much, Jack. Thank you. And if you'd like to get more information on Clio, feel free to visit www.goclio.com. That's G-O-C-L-I-O.com. You can advertise with us at Legal Talk Network and have your own commercial play in this podcast. Just give us a call anytime at 781-551-9960. Or shoot us an email at admin at legaltalknetwork.com. You never have enough friends or followers, right? Check out Legal Talk Network on Facebook and Twitter, LinkedIn too. All right. Welcome back here to the second half of this very episode of the Legal Toolkit on Legal Talk Network. Today, I'm joined by Jamie Field, the founder of Marketing Field, LLC. Jamie, great stuff in the first half of the program. Let's jump right into it for the second half. Uh, So where can lawyers get referrals from? Uh, Clients and colleagues are probably obvious choices. uh, But beyond those sources, where else can they look for uh, to generate referrals? Well, yes, obviously, clients and colleagues are great sources of referrals, but the honest-to-goodness fact is you can get referrals from everyone. And that's the short answer. But the long answer is <laughs> you need to start creating relationships with people and uh, creating systems to get referrals. And so you can get them from all different spaces. One of the places that I particularly like is creating a referral network of your own. And what a referral network of your own is, these are the people who do business with the people you would like to do business with. I hope that wasn't too confusing. (laughs) I I caught it. Okay. But it's certainly one of the best ways to um, start creating these referral networks. Now, these could be people like the accountants of the people that you want to do business with Mm -hmm. or the business associates or vendors that you would like to do business with. And these creating these referral networks helps you and you can help them referrals be get referrals by referring business to them. Mm-hmm. So part of that obviously is developing some kind of system to get referrals. Uh, and you talk about establishing systems for referral gathering. Um, so do you have any pointers on what it's like to develop an effective referral generation system? Well, I want to start off with a quick definition of what system is, and that's mm-hmm. any formulated or regular or special method or plan of procedure. Basically, that's good. Isn't that great? It's only <laughs> one of the definitions of systems, but that's the one that fits here. And you need to develop a method for consistently and constantly getting referrals. 
because if you're not, you're doing it ad hoc. Mm -hmm. Most of my clients, when they first start out working with me, don't ask for referrals or don't use systems for referrals until they need them desperately. And nobody wants to work with desperate people. People can actually tell when you're desperate. So what I always suggest to them is that they've, even when they're busy, even when they have more clients than they can handle right now, if they're constantly developing and working their system for not only getting new clients, but getting new referrals, they will always have business. It's never a feast or famine. By the way, one of the greatest things, and we'll go back to the referrals, we get referrals. If you wind up having so much business and so many referrals, this is a perfect opportunity for you to refer those clients you truly don't want to work with now to other attorneys. Again, they will feel obligated to find some way to pay you back, and it could Mm -hmm. be in the form of some other referrals to you. So developing these systems means having a consistent plan that you're working all the time. And if you've made yourself referable, um, likable, trustworthy, known, then you can actually train your clients to, um, to give you referrals as well. So let's talk a little bit about that then. Uh, you're talking about training clients to give you referrals. And what you mean by that, obviously, is appropriate referrals. So how do you go about training your referral sources to get you the kind of referrals that you want? Well, remember we talked a little earlier about the fact that you've now got your ideal client in mind of of who you would like to work with. Mm -hmm. You can find these clients in specific locations. And whether it's by industry or by hobby or by a specific location, you can find these people. This is how you can become known by them because you're now hanging out with them. Mm So. How you can train your referral sources is from the moment that you meet with, let's just, let's talk about first for um, specifically clients. When you meet with a client for the first time, you can begin to subtly plant in their minds the ideal client that you're looking for after you've worked with them because you already have that in mind. Now, by the way, if you've done this correctly, you're already working with this ideal client. This is your new client, and he's part of that ideal. Mm-hmm. And he will probably, he or she will probably hang out with people who are very similar to them. So once you meet with them you can, and discuss their case, you can start to remind them on a regular basis that your business is built on referrals, and if they're happy with the work that you're doing, then could they please provide you with the names of their colleagues who might need your services? That's one way to touch them. The Mm -hmm. second way you can touch them is by sending them a newsletter or a blog post or an article um, that is appropriate to them, and then you keep touching them. And each time you touch them, you're keeping yourself top of mind. And the only way to get referrals is to make sure that you're top of mind so that when they're hearing somebody say, I have a problem, and that's a problem that you can fix as the attorney, your name comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Those are some good techniques there. Um, and, you know, uh, the point there as well is a lot of people just don't ask for referrals and they wonder why they don't get them. Well, and that's part of it. You know, it's very easy with regard to friends and family. 
I always suggest you literally say to your friends and family, and I mean friends, people who trust you, people who like you, people who know you, and your family who live with you. Who do they? <laughs> right. And, they don't have a and are sometimes forced to live with you. <laughs> well, that too. I mean, these are people who basically you don't you don't give them a choice in a lot of yeah. ways. And I joke around when I say that, but it's you know you can literally go up to them and say, "Who do you know that fits this description of my ideal client? Can I have their name, or would you please do a referral um, to me so that I can just meet them?" You know, one of my favorite ways to do this nowadays, and, I, and I'm constantly doing this with my clients and some of my other vendors that I work with, is the email introduction. So I would send, if you were looking for um, a new web developer to develop a new website for you, Jared, I would send an email that would have you and my web developer on that email. And it would literally say, this is Jared. Jared runs Massachusetts Lomap. Um, and this is what he's looking for. This is my web developer. Um, now talk amongst yourselves. And then you guys go and do what you got to do. <laughs> yep, yep. That's, that's a useful technique. Um, a lot of great techniques that you've relayed to us in the uh, program here. But uh, I have one final question for you, and we're going to end on a high note here. So uh, here's my challenge to you. In about 30 seconds or less, tell us the single most important marketing tip with respect to referrals. Oh, the, the single most important thing you can know about getting um, referrals is to make sure you say thank you. The fastest way to stop a referral is to not thank the person for even trying to provide you with a referral, even if it doesn't result in business, even if it's not the right referral. And by the way, if it's not the right referral, you've got the opportunity to explain to them your ideal client again at that moment by saying, thank you so much. I really appreciate you doing that. It's not the type of person that I work with, but here is, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you doing what you've done. If you don't thank somebody for giving you referrals, referrals will stop. And I'll tell you, mm. my referrals have stopped to certain people because they have not taken the time to say thank you to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Now, that was pretty good, just about coming in at 30 seconds. Um, so thanks, Jamie. This has all been great, um, and we're very pleased to have had you on the show today, and that'll do it uh, for this edition of the Legal Toolkit. Remember that you can check out all of our shows at LegalTalkNetwork.com. Again, my special thanks today goes out to Jamie Fields for taking the time to appear on the show. Jamie, if uh, any of our listeners want to find out more about you or your company, how would they go about doing that? Well, they're more than welcome to go to my website at www.MarketingField.com, all one word, or send me a direct email at info at marketingfield.com, and I'm more than happy to help them. Or they can sign up for my Rainmaking Recommendation newsletter, which comes out the first and third Wednesdays of the month. They'll find that on my website as well. And I do subscribe to the Rainmaking Recommendations, a very good source of info. You'll learn more tips like you learned on the show here. Um, so I'm supposed to be pushing a sign-off here, but instead I think I'd like to thank my dedicated Greek listeners today, especially my good friend Jeffrey Dinopoulos also known as Sam Sneed. Now, don't forget to join us next time here on The Legal Toolkit, where we'll have another great internet radio program. Talk to you next time. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.
Thanks for listening to The Legal Toolkit. You can subscribe to the RSS feed and hear Jared every month right here on The Legal Talk Network. If you're a lawyer running a solo or small firm and you're looking for other lawyers to talk through issues you're currently facing in your practice, join the Unbillable Hours Community Roundtable, a free virtual event on the third Thursday of every month. Lawyers from all over the country come together and meet with me, lawyer and law firm management consultant Christopher T. Anderson, to discuss best practices on topics such as marketing, client acquisition, hiring and firing, and time management. The conversation is free to join, but requires a simple reservation. The link to RSVP can be found on the Unbillable Hour page at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We'll see you there.